All right, everybody, welcome back. We are joined today by Vicki Peck. She's the Executive Vice President of Products and Solutions at CSBS. Vicki, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Matt. So today we're going to talk about 15 years of NMLS. So the SAFE Act was signed into law July 30th, 2008. That's just about 15 years ago. And one critical portion of the SAFE Act places in the federal law the requirement that at the state level, Mortgage companies and mortgage loan originators are licensed in a system most know as NMLS, and the full term there is Nationwide Multi-State Licensing System. The SAFE Act also requires federally regulated institutions like banks or credit unions that originate mortgages also have their employees listed and registered at NMLS. So I gave a lot of description there, but what exactly is NMLS? Well... NMLS is the web-based system used to manage the licensing and registration process. So CSBS and Armor acted jointly in 2008 to create NMLS and the policies associated with it. And CSBS operates it on behalf of the state regulators. Why is NMLS important to the nation's financial system? You know, a lot of people, they hear commercials, they hear NMLS ID number, blah, 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 at the end of a lot of mortgage commercials. But why is this system so important? Who does it benefit? Why, why is it in law? It's very unique for states to have something in, in federal law. Right. So there's benefits for both our state regulators and for the industry, as well as consumers. So let me touch on regulators first. Prior to NMLS, um, some states regulated mortgage loan originators. Others did not. And some states um, actually communicated with each other via phone or email if they declined an applicant or had to revoke a license for some reason. Others did not. So NMLS and the SAFE Act actually put into place a requirement or regulation that required all mortgage loan originators to be licensed through NMLS if they operated under the state or for those that worked for a federally regulated institution to be registered through NMLS. And what that's done for regulators is allow them to see an individual contributor regardless of where they're applying, where where they want to be licensed and what companies that they're working for. So there's standardization that was required as part of NMLS. So the application process has a standard set of data fields that were agreed to by the states and that are collected through the application process. So as an individual, I can actually apply to multiple states at one time or one state. And that data is the same regardless of who's receiving it. So the benefit for regulators is being able to see across the United States, not just within their own state, individuals that are working in this space. And the system not only receives the application, so an individual go in, apply, submit the application, but the regulator also has a workflow that they're managing that application process. And so for regulators, it's a one-stop shop for them to manage this industry. That covers the consistency and the efficiency for regulators. What about the industry? So for industry, the nice thing is if I'm a company or an individual, I can apply through NMLS to one state or five states if that's where I want to be licensed. And so because I'm setting, a, I'm including a standardized set of data, 
I don't have to do that five times for five states. I do it once, and I indicate what states I want to apply to. Now, each state does have some of their own individual requirements, and I would be required to meet those. But there is a consistency of information that goes across to the states for them to review. So it it eases the burden on, on my end as an MLO or a company to submit that information in one way through the system. Also, I have to if I have to make updates to my record, we call them amendments or changes in the system. They do that once and it goes to every regulator that is reviewing that application or looking at a licensed authority that is making an update or change to their record. And then same thing at the end of the year when it comes time to renew the license, they're actually reviewing that information once. They're submitting the information once and it's going to multiple states. So I think that's really incredible. And I think it's something that is easy to forget about NMLS is that before this system existed, people were applying in multiple states, oftentimes on paper. You had some experience with what it was like to be a licensee in that time, right? I did. Yes. I worked in the mortgage industry prior to coming to CSBS to work. And when I heard about what CSBS was doing and this whole nationwide multi-state licensing system, or at the time, the mortgage licensing system, I was pretty excited to think this is really revolutionary. Like the changes that this is going to make in the industry. I was one of those compliance people that oversaw operations and actually submitted those applications to states for licensure for a mortgage company. And the amount of time that takes to not only complete the application, but also attach all the documentation that needs to be included and submit it state by state, not only for my initial license request, but every single year at time of renewal. It's very cumbersome. So the ability to do that online on a system that keeps that information and then I just make updates to it is was really a time saver. When I think about regulators getting this efficiency benefit companies getting this compliance cost, enormous benefit. There's this master system here with a lot of important data. This has got to do something for consumers too, right? Absolutely. So we have a product that's called NMLS Consumer Access, and each state has actually put a link to NMLS Consumer Access on their agency website that can drive individuals who want to find out is the mortgage company or the finance company or the mortgage loan originator that I'm going to do business with properly licensed? And have they had any adverse actions filed against them? Are, is there anything of public notice that I should be aware of? Have there been complaints formally filed? So consumer access is, is a quick lookup tool to be able to say, does the company that I'm going to apply for a mortgage with, are they properly licensed through the state that they're in? And do they have any complaints? And so it's an easy lookup. It's a easy way to find out that they're working with a reputable organization and has been really successful uh, in the years that it's been launched in helping consumer protection. Safer and sounder, more efficient, more effective, and you know all of those benefits have amplified and been felt everywhere. I'm really interested in, in one important point as we look back at, at 15 years of NMLS. This licensing system was a creation of state regulators, and it's owned and run by state regulators. But Congress, you know, federal branch, had the confidence in the system to write it into federal law. What is it about NMLS and state licensure that caused them to do that? Why is it important that the states license and supervise these non-bank companies? Yeah, good question. So I'll go back to one of the 
comments that I made earlier, and that is there was not consistent regulation across the states um, before the SAFE Act was passed. And so at the time um, when we first started training people on how to use NMLS, there was um, a sign that we used to post on, on the wall that basically said it was a picture in front of a business and the picture demonstrated um, and advertised the types of businesses they did. One was that they did nails, fingernails, <laughs> manicures. Another was hair. So you could go get your hair done there. And another was mortgages. And two out of those three required a license. Mortgages did not. So if I went and got my hair done or I got my nails done, that person was licensed. They had to go through education, professional requirements to meet those requirements and get that license. And mortgage individuals who actually handle most people's finances and personal information and the most important financial decision they're going to make in their life when they're buying a house didn't have to be licensed. And so the use of NMLS, the passage of the SAFE Act, actually raised the standards and the professional ism for those individuals. They now have to meet certain standards in order to obtain a license in every state. And, you know, when you think about the states, you think about having that sort of local knowledge and, and the state's ability to, to apply additional requirements as necessary, but still having that single uniform standard system. That's right. Each state knows the, the consumers that they're protecting, right? And it, it's different in a small state versus a large state. It's different in a rural area versus an urban area. And so allowing the system to collect standardized information and data from individuals, but then still allowing states to have their own autonomy and be able to collect information that's specific to their needs and to protect their consumers is one of the things that NMLS provides an opportunity for. I brought you in today because this is a prologue for a multi-episode history about NMLS. So I want to be able to talk to you because you're the one person I know that can help me look at what's happened in those 15 years and look a little bit forward. So since the story we're going to be telling um, over the course of the next month or so was from 15 years ago, and a lot has happened since then, how has NMLS as a system and licensing more generally proactively changed and improved to meet the needs of the industry and consumers and regulators? So we talked about the fact that NMLS started as the nationwide mortgage licensing system, and the name eventually changed to the nationwide multi-state licensing system. And the reason for that is that at the time the system launched, it was really focused on the mortgage industry, bringing that that entire industry, companies, and the mortgage loan originators that they sponsor onto the system. Once that was done, and we built a federal registry to accommodate those federal institutions or non-depository um, sector that also needed to be managed and registered through the system, the states then asked us, hey, you know, this platform is working really well for us. It's one place for us to be able to manage these bodies that we regulate and these individuals. And we would like to expand the use of NMLS to include some of the other financial services that we regulate. Those include debt, consumer finance, money service businesses. And so in 2012, we started to expand the use of the system to these other industries. In 2016, we recognized that almost every one of these license types 
uh, the states required a surety bond as as part of the licensing requirement. So we tried to look for ways to make that simpler. So with a web-based system, the last thing you want is for people to have to submit paper. And so the surety bond was one of those documents that they wanted the original sealed copy, you know, with the, the notary seal. We were looking for ways to improve that process and eliminate that that piece of paper. Quite frankly, that was slowing down the turn time to be able to review and approve a license. So we looked at opportunities to provide the ability to have an electronic copy of the surety bond. And so we did go through the state's laws, regulations to figure out what what was necessary. Obviously, the surety bond is there so that consumers can file a complaint and a claim against the mortgage loan originator or the company they worked with and that the surety bond provider would cover it. And so prior to the ESB functionality, like I mentioned, it was a paper bond. It was a PDF document or, you know, a document that was uploaded and then the paper version still had to come. So in 2016, we created that feature. Moving on to 2019, we also built functionality to accommodate the temporary authority to operate. Temporary authority is really any mortgage loan originator that works for a federal institution who is now moving to a state licensed company, giving them the authority to continue to operate while they meet certain state-specific requirements or mandates under the SAFE Act. And then also for a state licensed individual who already holds a license in one state to move to another state. And because they're an existing licensee, as they meet those state-specific requirements in another state, uh, that they can continue to conduct business while they meet those added requirements. So if I can summarize from from what I see here, we got a vote of confidence in the system that brought on a whole bunch of new types of licenses. We have elimination of paperwork and increased efficiency. We created a system by which individuals wouldn't have to have a lapse in doing business when they move between states and between companies. Uh, we made our infrastructure more resilient and more able to respond to changes. A lot of really great things there that that make the system and make licensing more efficient. Are there any other examples? You know, one that always stuck out to me um, was the testing requirements. So we had the financial crisis and there, a requirement was put into place for individuals to to take a test. And we did something to improve that and make it a lot easier between states, didn't we? We did. So when the system first launched back in 2008, there was a national test requirement and there was a state-specific test that was required. So individuals had to pass two separate tests, one for the state that they were applying with in. And the example I used earlier, if they were applying in five states, they passed one national test and they had to pass five state-specific tests. Um, we worked together with the states to determine how we could pull that information together and make sure that the states were still getting the training out that they needed to feel comfortable licensing an individual in their state and created what we called the uniform state test. So again, to st streamline the process, kind of improve the time to apply and have an application reviewed and still make sure that we are meeting the standards of the state and the spirit of the SAFE Act. And so overall, a great improvement to the process. Um, it streamlined that turn time, like I mentioned, and also 
actually um, eliminated some cost. Yeah, and I think that's just a really great example. And the reason I like it so much is just an example of states maintaining their independence, but working together through a system to make things more efficient for the industry. And so again, that that win-win that I really, really like. And a lot of states have put just such a vote of confidence in NMLS in the last 15 years that multi-state licensing itself has been getting easier in some ways. Do you have any examples of that? We worked together with the states. Um, they really took the lead in coming up with a multi-state licensing agreement that they felt they could stand behind around the money services business. So they recognized that the process to review applications, especially for um, a large lender that wanted to come into that space, was taking longer than necessary. And like I mentioned, NMLS is is a standardized platform. The data that's collected and received is the same. It doesn't matter who it's going to. And so through this multi-state licensing agreement, there are, are a group of regulators that recognize the pain points, the timing issues that it took for multiple states to try to be reviewing these applications at the same time and came up with an agreement. So with that process, there's typically a lead state that is doing the review and other states are then coming in behind and um, doing just their state-specific review of the license request and moving things forward. So there are procedures in place. They're leveraging the information in NMLS, um, and it is improving the turn times and reducing some of the resources needed within the states to complete these tasks. So, you know, this is a tech system, but this is a, a really critical people element is, is that is that the regulators themselves came together, put their trust in the system, and said, We'll have one examiner take a look at this, and then states can look at their state-specific stuff. We're going to reduce the number of regulators and examiners any one company is going to have to deal with in this process. That's right. Well, I really appreciate you coming out. This was really helpful for me, uh, and I learned a lot, and I hope everyone else does too. So thank you so much, Vicki. Thank you. Simply Stated is a podcast produced by the Conference of State Bank Supervisors. I'm Matt Longacre, Director of Communications at CSBS. This podcast on the history of the NMLS is a special series. Thank you to everyone who volunteered to be interviewed, the team at CSBS who handled recording logistics from afar, and the entire communications staff for their contributions to this great series. Thanks again for listening.